Welcome to the Young Adult Podcast, where we will be engaging in weekly conversations around the amazing, tough, fun, weird, but extremely important and defining season of your 20s, all while bringing you more of a biblical perspective. Our goal is to dive deeper into conversations that push you, challenge you, and hopefully inspire you to begin to walk in the fullness of who God created you to be, which we believe will make you the most effective for the kingdom of God. Let's jump into this week's episode. What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Young Adult Podcast. My name is Connor Graham, and I will be one of your hosts. Joining me today, as always, we have Andrew Matrone. What's up, fam? Thank you. That was extended. That was. Mm -hmm. You needed that. And joining us as well, we have, from our own youth program, Whitney Bess. (laughs) Pew! Pew, 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 pew! I'm so embarrassed. You have to give people context for that. I'm just going to let it sit there. No. No. <laughs> oh, I'm so uncomfortable. <laughs> Guys, we have a soundboard with pre-recorded sounds, and we found out that we can record our own sounds. So we were like, we need one of those air horns. Like, bah, 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 bah. And when he was like, I can do it. And, and this was the result. You just heard it, but I want to do it one more time. Here it is. So oh, air, here's, here's yeah. the air horn. So they treat me. Pew, 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 pew. What? <laughs> That'll be on the and podcast. Could, Andrew could not stop himself. He just wanted to chirp at me. Uh, uh, that'll be on here for years to come. You're welcome, everyone. Oh. <laughs> oh, I have nothing of value to give you today. But, <laughs> <laughs> but maybe you're laughing. Hopefully yeah. you are. Or you just think, think you were weird. <laughs> yeah. uh, Andrew, how was, uh, how was your morning? How was the school drop-off this morning? <laughs> well, uh Got my son to school, and we were the only ones in the parking lot. <laughs> we realized school was not happening today. So we rushed this morning. Get your shoes on. Grab your, grab your bag. And then we're the only ones there. So and how more days than not, I walk away from the day being like, I suck as a parent. <laughs> I could be a lot better. What did Abram say to you when he got to school and realized? He cried. He loves it because he, he has all his little homies. He'll, he'll learn. He'll learn fast, though. Yeah, he ha- he has his two homies, Dominic. He calls him Dom, and then a kid named Ross. He calls Ross the boss. And, but he he only talks. Sounds in, like he, a Prison Break crew. Yeah, Dom and Ross the boss. But he doesn't. He never says Ross. He's always like, "Well, Ross the boss told me that." <laughs> That's awesome. I, don't, I pick him up, and he's got like these little homies, and I'm like, "They're gonna, I don't know, they're up to something." Yeah. But, That's. But awesome. he's also not even five yet, so. They sound like rappers. They do. They should start a little rap. A- Abram, Abram, not so much. <laughs> <laughs> He's the producer. He's, He's producer. the spoken word guy. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no. Whitney, what what's new in your life? What's what's one Christmas present that you got that Oh, I is really this I, is feel the like, best. I feel like Christmas at the best is cuz you know oh. you know Whitney's the Conrad be like you're getting me these things for Christmas. No, I. <laughs> Conrad always gets me gifts that are amazing that I never asked for, but I always really like them. Okay. So crazy. Give us one. Um. Well, this year in particular, uh, you know, I've talked about getting into pottery, <clears throat> my studio, <laughs> on every podcast. Sorry. Um. And then you have to have a kiln. If you don't know what a kiln is. A kilt. No, with an N. Oh. Not a T. And you basically have to bake your clotter, clottery, wow, pottery pieces at like 1,100 degrees or higher. 
So you obviously an oven can't get that hot. So you have to have a kiln, which is basically like a really intense oven. So I got one of those. Really wow. random question. Can you do pizzas in that? No. Why? That sounds no. like that You could do a pizza in anything. I've never had a bad pizza. You could cook uh, it in anything. You could to cook have an 1100 degree it'd pizza, take, it'd take it would burn up. It would burn up. You do oh. it for 30 seconds, it'd be perfect. Oh. I don't know. We Come over try and try it out. Yeah, like, you know, Napoleon pizzas, you know, they have those <laughs> sick those, those ovens that go up to like 1000 degrees and they cook in like 10 seconds. Really? Oh, really? Well, 30 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't know by now, we have no idea what we're talking yeah. about. Andrew's Italian. He knows everything. What's your middle name? We're God's Andrew? chosen people. Oh, Italians. okay. My middle name? Raphael. Yeah. Nuh-uh. Yeah, he's like a ninja turtle. No. <laughs> <laughs> My grandpa's name was Raphael Matron, uh, Santa Matron. Raphael Santa Matron. Santa? It used to be Matroni. Oh, yeah. Matrone. Matrone. They did Matron to sound more American. Okay. Nice. Sorry, no one asked for that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's jump into what we have for today. Heritage. It's important. It is. You know, you know. We're all seeds of Abraham. Here we go. Bring it back to the Bible. Last week, we kicked off our first podcast of the year. Uh, to keep with sort of the New Year's resolution theme, we started a series called The Enemies of the New You. Last week, we talked a little bit about comparison, distraction, and seeking perfection over progress, all things that we at some degree here at the podcast struggle with when it comes to growing and becoming better. This week, we're going to talk about more, maybe more general uh, things that we think a lot of people struggle with. I know a lot of people probably related to what we talked about last week, hopefully. <laughs> um, but this week, we're going to talk about a few more things that are the enemies of you becoming a new you. And so we are going to kick it off with this one because I think it is probably the most default to our personhood, um, which is this idea of an enemy of you growing and becoming a new, better version of yourself is seeking comfort over growth. Mm -hmm. Seeking comfort over growth. And one of my thoughts towards this before I kick it over to Whitney or Andrew was that growth can demand change, and change can be difficult. Yeah. And so it's easier to just do what we know how to do, what we're comfortable with, even if it's not the best for us. Mm -hmm. um, but an enemy of you actually growing in, into the person that God wants you to be is this idea of you seeking comfort over growth. And so, yeah. Whitney, why don't you kick it so off? I was trying to find a verse. Um, give us a little wisdom on this. Yeah, I mean, so in – Life, science, uh, just the don't, don't laugh at me. <laughs> it's just funny. In science, in science, scientists <laughs> would call it this word. It's a big word, <clears throat> and it's called homeostasis. And that just means, if you remember back in science class in eighth grade, it's just the tendency to maintain a stable, uh, relatively constant internal environment. So our bodies naturally want to have a homeostasis, like naturally. Your body naturally will go towards homeostasis. Um, and as a Christ follower, <clears throat> you want to fight against homeostasis. Like you don't, you don't really want to find your life just being neutral, comfortable. And here's why. First uh, Corinthians 9, 27, I want to say. Um, and it says this, by discipline my body and keep it under control, 
um, lest after preaching to others, I myself should be disqualified. And all of our scripture, it's like run the race that like God has given you. And God will always call you like glory to glory, strength to strength. Like mm-hmm. oh, that's always taking new ground. It's always um, getting uncomfortable, changing rhythms, changing routines. Um, and no one goes looking, I'll say it this way. No one goes looking for to be uncomfortable. Like you're just naturally just choose more comfort. Yeah. Um, and so to fight against that, uh, I think it's just to always have like goals, like aspirations, like constantly asking yourself, what, what do you, God, what do you want to do? Um, looking at your habits, what do you habitually do? Um, what are some bad habits that you're creating uh, in your mind? Um, so I think like <clears throat> God never called you to live a comfortable life. Judah Smith did a really good um, uh, message on this a few, couple years ago. And he talked to, all about like, why mm-hmm. as Americans do we have a lock on our front door? <laughs> like, that's so silly. Like, because we want to be safe. We really value safety. And I think just like you don't have some of my neighbors. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But he's like, his, to his point is like, well, really, it's just a little bolt on the door. If someone really wanted to come in, they could break your window. They could, you know, like, why do we have a lot? Like why that gives us such a false security of comfort, safety. Um, So I would just say like, God, what is that C.S. Lewis quote where he's like, is God a safe God? No, but he's. What is that? He's what a, is that called? Oh, it's Chronicles of Narnia. Yes. He's good, right? It's he's Aslan. Yeah. Let me look it he's up. He's a lion. Of course he's not safe. He, right. He's good. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. So just like following Christ, like knowing, hey, <laughs> if I'm comfortable right now, I need to shake some stuff. Up. I need to I need to take a closer look at different areas of my life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I had a I had a weightlifting coach in high school that would always just say the easiest thing you can do is nothing. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that can so quickly become our default is like, you know, routine in and of itself isn't a bad thing at all. But with every good thing of a routine, there can also be bad parts of a routine. I know mm-hmm. one thing Aaron and I have talked about because of, you know, coming out of COVID and quarantine and all this stuff is the amount of time we watch TV, like sitting on our couch. We, Ezra goes to bed right around seven and then for like two hours we just watch TV mm-hmm. and it's like. Okay, yeah. like that's comfortable to do something right. else, to do something maybe more intentional, more engaging with one another. Like we've, we've created this mold, this habit for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but to grow in our marriage, to grow, you know, as a couple closer, mm-hmm. probably not the best idea to just sit and watch TV 24-7 and yeah. not really talk to each other. Right. So Yeah. No, I'm with this kind of topic, like anytime talking about change, um, I'm always reminded of, of the man at the pool, Bethesda. Mm-hmm. who was an invalid for, what, 38 years. And and when Jesus came to him and Jesus asked him the question, do you want to get well? Mm-hmm. And and I think that Jesus asked him, like, are you sure that you want this? Right. Um, because a lot of people don't don't want to change. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, because think about for, for this man, if if he gets healed. Yeah. Then no longer does he have that community of people around that pool. Mm-hmm. Um, he has to go get a job. Yeah, he has to enter into society, and he no longer can beg. Mm-hmm. And so, for for a lot of people, you know, it, it's that saying like it it might be a prison, but at least it's a comfortable prison. Yeah, where you're you're kind of in some in something, but that's just what you know. 
and your identity has kind of become your struggle. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden when your struggle is taken away, you don't really know. Yep. You don't really have as much of an identity. So when depression is is taken away or um, the the toxic relationship that you're in, like that's the way that you have conversation with people. Like you Mm -hmm. find intimacy with friends because you get to talk about this toxic relationship all the Mm -hmm. time. So so I think that that's for a lot of people. Um, I know that I've seen that in my life. Well, if I take this out, then it just kind of changes everything and I got to – and it's just comfortable. And so – and I think also like growth sometimes means pain. And, you know, just like for for my son, Abram, like he'll have these these moments, like some some nights every once in a while where he'll be like in so much pain in the middle of the night. And he's like, my feet, like I'll go rub his feet and like oh. his legs. And it's because he's like, he's growing. Yeah, growing yeah. yeah and, and it and it hurts. And and I also think that we're just such a pain adverse mm-hmm. society. We, we don't want anything that hurts us. And so we'll we'll do everything possible to avoid mm-hmm. pain and growth usually means that. Like yeah. if you if you really look at the the biggest times of growth in your life, it's yeah. rarely come out of the season where life was perfect. Abundance. Yeah. It's yeah. just it, it usually isn't. Mm-hmm. Um it's birthed out of, of <clears throat> difficult seasons. Um and so, so I think that's that's for a lot of people. Um why Man, it's just kind of easy to be com- comfortable. I know this. I can manage this. Mm-hmm. I can manipulate this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If I'm healed and I'm well and and I'm, I don't really know how to navigate mm-hmm. this or these people. So, I, I would say for me at least that that's what I've I've found. Um, yeah. yeah. Doug Doug did a really good message on this. I think it was <clears throat> it at the last YA retreat mm-hmm. we did. Yeah. Or was it the one before that? Well, we know. had to cancel the last one, right? Yeah, yeah. So I think yeah. Yeah, I think it was the last one we did, the Y.A. Retreat. <clears throat> Doug did a message about, like, your crutch uh-huh. and how, like, so many of us get comfortable with, like, mm-hmm. our, our thing. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm, like, the wounded person or, oh, I'm, I'm like, the overweight person, but, uh, but I hide behind my sense of humor. I'm, like, yeah. the everybody's cheated on me person. And that's just kind of like my crutch. Like that's, Mm -hmm. I'm comfortable being that. Like you said, it's like some, some prisons can be a comfortable prison. Yeah. Um, And to really like, I think if to, to heal from like a a personality perspective, if you're going to grow this year and become a new person, like sometimes letting go of that comfortable identity you've created for yourself Mm -hmm. of, well, I always get cheated on or I'm always mm-hmm. overlooked or, you know, fill in the blank with whatever you, you know, you identify with mm-hmm. that, like, you have to, like, reveal that and then heal that. Mm-hmm. And that's not comfortable. Yeah, you know, for sure. And so I think, like, like you were saying, if you're going to go forward in any area of life, you're going to meet resistance. Um, but it's going to it's going to mold you. and It's yeah. going to shape you in like a good way. Well, and and misery loves comfort, <clears throat> mm-hmm. too, like. There's a reason why they all went around that same pool. Yes, because there was, they thought that it had healing powers, um, but it was also like I'm around other people who are like me. Yeah, and, mm-hmm. and when you see this in youth ministry, I saw it all the time. Most friend groups were uh, rarely formed based off of mm-hmm. common interests. It was often because of common struggles with teenagers. Yeah. So wow. a lot of the kids who had um, depression, suicidal mm-hmm. kind of things found each other. Mm-hmm. The kids who had divorced parents. Like I used to go and sit in life groups and students be like, someone talk about divorced parents. I'm like, how about your parents? Mm-hmm. Divorce, divorce, mm-hmm. divorce, divorce. And, and there's nothing wrong with like having right. common struggles with people. Um, but sometimes it allows you to be like, okay, 
I can be like this because there's other people like me. And so it's not really pushing you to, to new levels. So I, I often find that if you're really comfortable, you're also around a lot of other people who are mm-hmm. in the same, who like to party like you do, who like mm-hmm. to have relationships like you do. And, and then it just, all it does just kind of like fuels the fire yeah. that is going to really keep you in the same place mm-hmm. for a long time. And we've talked yeah. about this earlier. You're at the same place you were last year. I could probably guarantee you it's because you, you were around the same people you were last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 And we're going to talk about that here in a, in a minute, like uh, an enemy that can be running in the wrong circle. But maybe there's somebody in here and they've maybe even felt convicted. They've been reading their Bible, praying, whatever, and God's kind of called them like, hey, you need to get up. Like you've been mm-hmm. way too comfortable in this addiction to pornography. You've been way too comfortable in mm-hmm. this you know, sleeping together before you're married, living yeah. together mm-hmm. before you're married. You're way too comfortable here, mm-hmm. um, and you need to grow. What What would be some practical takeaways for somebody who maybe knows what they need to do? Because a lot of times when when we look towards that comfort, it's because we know what we need to do, and we know it's going to be hard. Mm-hmm. And so we're like, I'll do what's easier. Mm-hmm. Um so if you're in this situation and you're like, yeah, I feel pretty comfortable right now, you probably know what you need to do or not do. What? But what are some practical things somebody who's in that, man, I know we should break up. I know we shouldn't be sleeping together. I know I shouldn't be looking at that, taking that, drinking that, whatever. Mm-hmm. But I, it's just all I know. Like what? what is a good first step for somebody to maybe walk through this, this enemy of change? Mm. Yeah, that's a really good question. I know um, – Whenever I'm like habitually in a specific like sin pattern, um, always like the first time there that the Holy Spirit is just like screaming like alarm woo woo woo, and then if I continue on <laughs> with it, then it just that voice kind of like diminish it like you can like feel it like where's that Holy Spirit that used to be like. Wow. Pew, 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 pew. Yeah, yeah. I almost played it. <laughs> you should. Uh, that's, um, that's the official voice of the Holy Spirit on this podcast. Oh, if that was the Holy Spirit. Yeah. <laughs> it was prophetic. Um, it, that always used to really, and it still does, like really scares me. I'm like, oh, it's like now in the kind of small back of my mind and to bring it back to the forefront. Um I think it's just being like I'm turning, like repentance is whoop, turn from my sin and turn to. Yeah. Yeah, yeah turn from to. <clears throat> and I know like God is so like what you said, he's like not a safe God, but he is so kind. Yeah. Um and I do I want to say this too about like the Holy Spirit, like he guides you to repentance and he also is a comfort like he says I'll comfort you in times of need and so for you to like some of you really do need to repent and that sounds like such a harsh word but to say no more I'm coming back and then you watch the next time you're like maybe get stuck in that you're like one tempted ah the Holy Spirit will be pew, 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 pew. <laughs> <laughs> the, the voice will be louder it'll be magnified yeah he'll be pewing you yeah to not do well, yeah. That. When it's uh, what's that passage like? Search, search my heart. Yeah. And, yeah. And and allowing the Holy Spirit to to search, mm-hmm. search your heart and giving giving permission for it. I think that to take place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. If you're in a season where you're wanting to grow, wanting to be a new person, but man, you're just comfortable with where you're at. 
like you're not going to move forward just just being complacent. You got to mm-hmm. like make the tough decision. Make, step out the boat. Yeah, step out of the boat and and seek growth over comfort because it it will demand you to change and change can be difficult, but mm-hmm. it's worth it um, to be the person that God wants you to be this year. I think another enemy um, for our soul and and even you know just in and maybe more practical things like uh, if you want to be healthier or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, is not addressing bad or destructive habits. Um, seeking comfort over growth is one, but I also think a lot of us have these bad destructive habits, and these two almost pair together because when you don't address those, it's because you're comfortable in them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think a big part of not addressing bad or destructive habits is not having accountability um, and, and choosing maybe to hide your weakness from mm-hmm. somebody that, in your close circle that you know would maybe push you to be better. Mm-hmm. And so, I don't know, t- what are your thoughts on, um, I don't know, having bad or destructive habits that they yeah. need to address and confront this year if you want to grow and change? Mm-hmm. Like I said uh, at the beginning, <clears throat> that um, no one goes looking for destructive habits. No one. Yeah. Um like sometimes I'm always like, how do people, if you watch those shows, like, how did you become such a drug addict? Yeah. Like, how are you in that place? You know? And kind of like Whitney, well, it's like just little decisions along the way. <clears throat> and um, so I would just say like, no one goes looking for dest- destructive habits. But I will say um, there are so many like resources out there. Like I remember re- uh, reading this article. This was years ago. Um, probably when I was interning six years ago and they were saying like the habits you make in the seven years, like from like 22 to 30 mm-hmm. will like change the trajectory of your life. Like you're making like mental pathways, mm-hmm. um, even down to like the littlest of things, like making your bed in the morning. Like if you don't make that pathway, it just, it's way harder in your thirties, forties, fifties, whatever mm-hmm. to, um, start making good habits. So I would say, um, taking spiritual things like totally aside for just a moment, there are so many books and, um, journals and things like that, that you can buy like atomic habits. Um, you have like a journal, right? That it's like all about habits. Mm -hmm. Um, and just doing like practical things. I know like you have it, (laughs) uh, just having like really practical, ways to help you and your destructive like or seeing destructive habits but friends is a big thing like hey this is a blaring destructive thing that you have yeah i think i think somebody that has a lot of really bad destructive habits in their life um isn't known really well by the people around them Mm -hmm. i think that it's easy to be like social but it's like one thing to be like known Mm -hmm. by people and the Bible always calls us to do life in community. And that's not just hang out with people, but that's mm-hmm. like to actually be known by, mm-hmm. by other people. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously you don't go like airing out your dirty laundry to every single person you meet. Right. You want to make sure that you've got people that are in your corner that have your best interest in mind that want to see you grow as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're really wrestling with these like bad habits or if you have like destructive habits in your life, like even practically, let's just say like eating, like it's the new year. Everybody, you know, to some degree, one of the most popular New Year's resolutions is I want to lose weight. I want to get healthy. I want to get fit. Well, you know, it takes a lifetime right. to, to get you to where you're at right now. Mm-hmm. So if you're 20, 30, whatever, um, and you're, you know, you overweight or unhappy with where you're at with your, 
your physical health, um, you have habits in your life that mm-hmm. have led you to a place mm-hmm. to get there. And I think sometimes because that can be so personal, we don't let other people speak into those yeah. areas. I mean, I know Aaron calls me out on stuff all the time and I'm like, don't don't say that. Don't talk to me like that. But it's just because mm-hmm. I feel self-conscious about it. I want to like hide it from her. Um, but she sees it and she's trying to call me out to be better mm-hmm. in that. So I think I think um, having accountability, putting yourself in a place where other people can speak into that and, and help you with that's important. And then I think, too, we don't address bad habits because we're afraid of the consequences. Yeah. Um, because there are sometimes consequences for our action. Like if you confess to a certain sin, like if you've been cheating on your girlfriend, she might leave you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. Maybe talk about that for like the fear of a consequence when it comes to really changing something about yourself that has a repercussion. Yeah. No, for sure. Well, I, you know what's interesting about bad habits is I, I know at least for me, the bad habits that I struggle with at the beginning of 2021 that I want to change are the ones that was in 2020. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the ones that was in 2019. And mm-hmm. and really beyond that, it, it seems like we, we all kind of have some of those things that, man, if I could just like ne- never struggle mm-hmm. with that again. Mm-hmm. And so I, oftentimes I find myself back to a lot of the things that like I are always some of like the, the similar struggles. Um, so I, I do think there's a, a spiritual component to that. Yeah. You know, big of, time of like really of, of, of repentance and of, of hearing God's voice and letting God search you and search your heart. And, you know, obviously we don't want to make, you know, we're giving some like practical aspects of, of habitual things in our mm-hmm. lives, like having good community. Um, but, um, but it's not all about you just figuring out how to do those things. There's a spiritual component of like letting the Lord in and understanding that some of the things that you struggle with are kind of like um, maybe the thorn. Like like Paul had a thorn in his flesh that obviously was something that Paul had to work through and deal with that on a consistent. Yeah. We don't know to what extent or till the day he died, but it kind of sounds like it at least a little bit. Yeah. Like the whole I don't know why I do what I don't want to do and do what I or. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I had to read that to say, <laughs> um, but it, but it's it's that concept, and so yeah, I, I think so, some of the things that are like the the more difficult, dark things that that have consequences. I think that if you don't bring things to light, things grow in the dark. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and things grow in the light, but the healthy aspects of it but there a lot of things do grow in the dark and i found that in my in my life dude the more that i i keep things in the dark the uglier it gets mm-hmm. and the deeper those roots grow yeah and and it gets really difficult to pull those weeds yeah um and so yeah i i think um when you ask for forgiveness there's um there's healing but through confession there's there's freedom mm-hmm. and and i i think that you do you have to have some people in your life um that's even more like a, maybe you see like a therapist is great but there's something about having some people that are accountable in your life mm-hmm. but but i i get that thought of like if there's consequences to this but we say it all the time like pay now pay later mm-hmm. you know and, yeah. and like you said about that 22 to 30 that's why we do young adult ministry mm-hmm. right because we believe like this season of life is powerful and yeah. defining. And that book, Defining Decades, she says, um, you're 30, you either uh, correct for or continue with 
in your 30s, the decisions you made in your 20s. It's mm-hmm. so a lot of the things that you're doing right now. You can't compartmentalize your 20s and your 30s. That they'll, they'll fold mm-hmm. over to each other. So th- this is a really defining season, especially if you're not married, you don't have kids. Mm-hmm. And pay pay now, do the hard work now because your marriage, your future spouse and kids will yeah. appreciate it. Andrew, that's so good. Just when you were talking about like doing things in the darkness and exposing it to light, one of my favorite verses ever is Ephesians 5. And uh, years ago, I actually did a message on this because I love it. Because when you do things perpetually in the dark, constant, 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 it puts you into a sleeping state. And Paul writes this, and I want to read it because it's so profound. And he says, um, take no part in the unfruitful work of darkness. So doing things in the dark, what Andrew is saying, but instead expose them. For it is shameful even to speak of things that they do in secret. But when anything is exposed by light, it becomes visible. For anything that becomes visible is light. Therefore, it says, awake, O sleeper, and arise from the dead. So like when you keep secrets, when you keep things like, ooh, shoved down, mm-hmm. it literally feels like you are dead. <laughs> you yeah. are a shell of a person. And Christ will shine on you. And then he says, look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time. And um, I love that in Greek, all that just means is like, take advantage of the time that you have, the uh, resources that you have, the opportunities that you have. Um, Don't let shame and darkness, like don't just keep walking in that. Like make the best use of what God has given you right now. And I know the consequence might sting for a second, but man, God will shine on you. Christ will shine on you. Um. And he says, therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And so just be obedient. Like, you know, like we could sit here and say, this is how you make different habits in your life. When really God's like, be obedient to me. Follow me. Follow me. Yeah. 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 Have you ever felt that like the Romans, uh, when Paul talks about that God handed them over to their their sin and their evil desires? Have you ever felt that? Mm -hmm. Like I've been in seasons in my life where not that God has necessarily left me, but God's like, Okay. Yeah. If that, you can go your own way. That, it's kind of like the, the voice where, like, you have these moments where the yeah. Holy Spirit's like, no, 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 stop. Like, yeah. Yum, yum, yum. And then, but then, then I have I have moments where yeah. I'm like, I've had some seasons in my life where I'm, I'm fully walking in yeah. sin. Yeah. Bitterness. And, yeah. And there is next to zero conviction. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that, that's a scary place to be. Mm. Um, you know, so so maybe you're listening right now and like you just have a deep conviction about this. Mm-hmm. But now you're you're fully in it and the conviction you've almost led yourself to believe that that's fine. Yeah. But so I I don't know. I've I've just felt that in seasons of life where I feel like God, God's like, all right, if that's what you want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um but then I feel like he's always giving opportunities to mm-hmm. to come back. He's always yeah. speaking through his word. Um but yeah, I think that's yeah, I mean, it, Paul, I, I want to say it's in 1 Corinthians. Uh, there's a dude who's sleeping with his stepmom, I believe. And Paul's like, kick him out of the church. He literally says, hand him over to Satan in hopes that he'll come back. Like hit rock bottom. Yeah, there's just like a place where you can get so comfortable and so hidden in the habits and the bad things that you're doing to where like you just have to hit a place to like yeah. come back. and and. And at that point, I feel like Paul's whole point is that, like, 
you're not going to care about the consequences because you're going right. to want to be in the light. So it's going to you want Christ to shine on you. Yeah, the yeah. things you're hiding that mm-hmm. feel uh, okay in the moment, they're going to eat away at you and like slowly just take you out mm-hmm. to the point where you're going to get to a place where, like you said, you can pay now and have some consequences. Maybe they're lighter than if you're ten years into right. this thing. Um, or you're going to hit a place where you're you're going to be willing to pay whatever price it is to to get out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah. and you wish you'd had people to hold you accountable mm-hmm. and and you won't care what the consequences are. Yeah, I, I don't know why we went this direction at, at all. <laughs> but, but obviously, you know, someone has maybe need to hear it and maybe us in this room. I know this is healthy and always convicting for me. Um, but I've, I've had so many times over the years where I'm talking with somebody and it's like the same conversation week after week after week. And I, mm-hmm. I had these moments of like... Man, they're just gonna have to experience. They're just not. They're not hearing it, mm-hmm. and they're yeah. gonna have to experience like the depths of rock bottom. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, God uses those those moments, and maybe for you, you hit rock bottom in twenty twenty, and just that wasn't the curse of God. It was it was the grace of God. Yeah, yeah. To, to allow that to happen, um, because God doesn't want you to destroy your life. God wants to continue to do new things and, and mm-hmm. grow you and and give you the desires of your heart and. So yeah, so maybe you feel that, and how do how do you how do you get back? You know, like that's kind of mm-hmm. always a big question of like, yeah, yeah. When I'm that far off, how do mm-hmm. I? Yeah, because we want to give people a practical step forward here. Yeah, yeah. and I I don't know always hundred percent know like yeah, yeah. The, the best way to to get back, but I don't know if you guys have thoughts on that. I would say if you're if you know you're in a bad or destructive habit, and that can be anything from maybe overeating and feeling like you're not in control of like your your diet. I don't mean diet is in weight loss, but like your nutrition and your health too. Maybe you're in like a really deep, dark sin pattern. Yeah. Or two, mental health, deep mental health issues. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I think the two things you need to do are confess mm-hmm. and talk to somebody about it and have, and have accountability, have somebody you that's can good. process with. Mm-hmm. Th- that's the, cause, cause every situation in this, every habit can have a different prescription, you mm-hmm. know, like if you don't feel good about your health, you want to eat different things. If you're in a sim pattern, you want to have some accountability. So mm-hmm. there's different prescriptions, but I think the same can be true to where you need to confess yeah, because that brings it to the light and you need accountability mm-hmm. because you're never made to walk through this by yourself. Yeah. So that would be my advice if you're, if you yeah. have a bad or destructive habit that you're walking through. Yeah. I'll add one thing. Okay. Uh, there is a moment... <clears throat> I want to say now it was probably two years ago. And Scott Brigman, one of the founders of the church, the founder of this church, he had pulled a couple of staff members in and there was a guy going through really intense, <laughs> talking about habitual sin, really intense. Um, and it was like hours long praying with this guy, just um, reading the word of God over him. And at the very end... This this man, um, Scott, offered to take communion with him. And just that was the last thing we did. And to see him take communion and, like, profess Christ at his bottom. I'm talking bottom. And to remind everyone in the room, including this man, like, what Jesus did on the cross was enough. Yeah. Period. Um, I think that's so important for you. If you are at your bottom— man, take communion and rem- and read those scriptures of what Jesus did over you. Um, what The blood shed for your healing yeah. um, will do amazing things. And yeah. maybe not the first time, 
But I know whenever me and Conrad are in, wow, we're in a tough, rocky spot. We are choking down communion. (laughs) (laughs) So I just would say that's another tool, another weapon in your tool chest. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. So enemies of a new you, we've got seeking comfort over growth, not addressing bad or destructive habits. Mm -hmm. And then this third one, I think, especially in this season of life, can be one of the most powerful and impactful enemies of you becoming the person that you want to be, that God wants you to be. Mm-hmm. And it's this, it's running in the wrong circles yep. and running with the wrong crowd. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this is such, you know, we're, we're not in middle school, we're not in high school, we're in our, you know, 20s and early right. 30s, um, but we're still so impressionable. Yeah. There's still just something so innate inside of us that wants to do what is accepted, um, even if it's not what's in our best interest. So. Mm-hmm. You know, Andrew, Whitney, mm-hmm. take it away. What running in the wrong circle? I mean, I feel like it's just something we preach over and over again. Yeah. But that can be a huge enemy. Yeah. Um, to you being the person that God wants you to be. One yeah. thing I'm learning a lot about. I mentioned last week that I was reading through Job, and at first, the first part of Job, uh, he loses everything, and then his friends come to comfort him, and it's this beautiful, amazing. I talked about last week. They sit with him in silence. They don't say anything to him. And there's just something nice about having people around you that are like, I am here, thick or thin, I'm with you. I'm standing in the gap with you. Um, But then their good intentions kind of turn and they kind of start telling Job things like, oh, well, this happened because you said his wife even was like, curse God Mm. and turn away from him because like she was afraid of Mm. what their situation was. And then, um, yeah, he had three friends and they all are saying different things of what God thinks and what, what you should do to get back in God, God's good graces. And the very end of Job, God's like, "Mm, no, these people are not right. (laughs) Uh, but it was like well intentions that, and I think no one goes into friendship, like being like, you hate my guts. You know, yeah. and I hate your guts. No, no one. That, that's not a friend. But you go into these friendship circles like, oh, I think they have my back. Like they're well-meaning. And God's like, mm, they're not speaking truth mm. right now in this yeah. moment. And Job had enough strong, a strong of faith to know that's not right. I didn't sin. And this is why God's giving me this punishment. That's not right. But a lot of the time. As believers, we're like not strong enough to stand up to bad advice or well-meaning things that just lead us down the wrong path or environments that we should never have been in in the first place. Like no one is that strong. Um, So I would just say like a true friend and true friendship circles, they will come around you and sit with you in hard times. But I would say like you, you have to like spiritually mature your your growth and your relationship with the Lord enough to not kind of know his voice. Cause I think a lot of the times is when you're in your twenties, you're like, well, this friend said this over me, this friend gave me this prophetic verse, this friend did this. And I'm like, Oh, that's all well meaning. And that might be some truth, but I think a lot of the times, and you guys could probably talk to actually bad friends, like there's well-meaning friends and then bad friends. <laughs> um, but I would say, like, just be really careful in 2021, like, the voice of the friend that you're hearing, like, weigh it, test it, see what the Lord has to say about it before you just accept it as, like, your destiny and fate. And I don't know. Yeah. Christians yeah. can be so well-meaning. No, for sure. And I, <clears throat> you know, I think relationships are really difficult. Uh-huh. And so I, 
and relationships are such drivers of our lives. And so I think whenever you you finally find people that you you vibe with, yeah, it's hard to like <clears throat> move on from from them if if it's time. Totally. Um, and it's or it's hard to engage with new people because you know mm-hmm. the effort that it takes to. And you know what I've learned in this season is that some friendships come and go. Yeah. And it's okay. Mm-hmm. I've it's it we've we've had some it's been some a difficult season with some of that but learning like okay. Yeah. These people served a purpose mm-hmm. in in our lives for a season and and it's okay that that it may not follow into the next season. Mm-hmm. And it's also okay to be open to you know, I I just feel like God God uses people to mm-hmm. influence us yeah. and to whether it's good or bad. I don't think God uses people to poorly. Maybe I don't know. I don't know how God works with all that, but mm-hmm. um, I just think that God is always putting people in and out of our lives, and everybody's a teacher. Mm-hmm. And every person that I've ever had come in my life, I try to view them as a teacher. Yeah. Like this person's teaching me something, whether it's something I want to be or I don't want to be. Mm-hmm. And so we've we've allowed ourselves in this season to be okay with engaging with new people been okay with um, some relationships that were like, okay, it's just served its purpose for, mm-hmm. for this season in our lives. And so I think that a lot of a lot of friendships, like I talked about earlier with the man at the, the pool of Bethesda, a, a lot of people have create relationships based off of common struggles. Yeah. Which is fine. Like if if you if someone's a you're a cancer patient and you meet someone else's right. a cancer patient, you guys share a struggle. So there is mm-hmm. a level um a common interest, but I think some of the most strongest relationships are the ones where we share common values. Yeah, I'm actually finding myself engaging with other um, relationships with, um, with like male friends, who share a lot of the same uh, father values. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I like that. I like how you speak about that. It's even actually made me want to hang out with some older people because mm-hmm. I'm like, I like the kind of dad that you are. I like how you talk to your wife. I like, and so. So I think like sharing common values is really, really important. And so I say that too. Have friends in your life that don't know Jesus. Man, great. I love that. Super important. Yeah. Um, but those those people shouldn't be a, a loud voice in yeah. your life when it comes to the path that God is. It's like the unequally yoked. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, if if some if you're trying to make a decision about something, you're a believer mm-hmm. that friend's not. And then trying to speak into your situation without having the foundation of Jesus Christ and the wisdom that comes from that, mm-hmm. you just need to you need to have wisdom and discernment in those relationships. Yeah, yeah, but, totally. <clears throat> sorry, that's a lot of random thoughts. I love that. No, I no. think that's so good, Andrew. What you said, like some seasons just serve a purpose and just y- unique forms of time. Yeah, <laughs> different seasons. Yeah, don't, I think don't that's take so it good. so personal. Like, girls need to hear that. <laughs> yeah, I, I just think that. <laughs> I don't know. Relationships are tough, but it's yeah. okay to let. Just like sometimes it's okay to let a relationship go that just isn't mm-hmm. isn't feeding your soul anymore, like mm-hmm. a, a dating relationship. So I don't know. And then also, there's just flat out friends who are just freaking toxic mm-hmm. in yeah. your life. Yeah. And the best thing you could do, and and they can be a Christian. A toxic friend can be a, can be yeah, a Christian. The, the worst gossiper on the planet. And gossip is just creates false intimacy. Mm-hmm. If, if the only time you you feel really close to someone is when you're talking bad about people, you don't have a friendship. I know. Yeah. At all. It's yeah. it's a facade because intimacy, there's fake false intimacy when you gossip. But mm-hmm. I don't know. So some of you are like, every time I'm around this person, I leave a worse version of myself. <laughs> Move on. Yeah. yeah. It's fine. They'll be better for it and so will you. Yeah. yeah. Seriously. I think running in the wrong circle, if you want a picture of where your life's headed, look at who, who you're around. Yeah. You know, if you're always hanging out with 
the friends that still like to go out and get hammered on the weekends and mm-hmm. go to the clubs and sleep around. What makes you think that your life is going to be any different unless you intentionally choose mm-hmm. to surround yourself with other people? Because you're not stronger than, than mm-hmm. falling into that. No, yeah. not at all. Yeah. Not at yeah. all. And I, I think that lends myself to kind of my only other thought that maybe hasn't been addressed was it's okay to seek out relationships uh, with people that you want to be like or heading in the same direction of you. Mm-hmm. All your friendships don't have to be just because you went to the same middle school, high school, yeah. college, or work together. Like, that can be, and, I've, and obviously that's where we make a lot of our close friendships, but it's also okay to see somebody at, at church or at work or wherever, like a family friend, and just be like, I like where your life is at and where it's headed. I want to get closer to you, mm-hmm. and I want to... Be your friend and have you influence my life. I think I've done and I think we as just a young adult population kind of do a bad job on intentionally seeking out relationships Mm -hmm. because it can feel forced sometimes. But Uh if I want to be headed in that same direction that you're going, Uh I want to surround myself with you Mm -hmm. because you're going to show me how to think. You're going to hold me accountable to have the character and the integrity to get to where mm-hmm. I'm, I'm trying to go to be the person that I'm trying to become. Yeah. So. I just met with a girl and she's a couple years older than me. And I, was, I just said this one line. I'm like, no one ever graduates high school. Like making friends is always going to be a little awkward. Yeah. yeah seriously. Just, you or never when you get married, you start like dating other couples kind of. Yeah. Like, well, that <laughs> sounds like weird, you. but where you're like, yeah, your couple friends. Yeah. Friends. Yeah. 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 <laughs> or you get back in the car and, you're like, man, he was awesome, Jerry. Like, no, I heard too. <laughs> <laughs> that hasn't been in a really long time, so anyway, yeah. you know, wasn't you. <laughs> it was us. <laughs> Dang it. No, I think that's so good. So, yeah, I think this year, 2021, it's going to be an amazing year. Um, I think there's so much potential for growth. I think there's so much potential for you to start to really walk in, you the listener, um, to the person that God is calling you to be, the person that you want to be. Um, and I think as cliche as it sounds, I think you can achieve some of the goals on your heart um, and some of the goals that maybe God has given you mm-hmm. on your heart this year. I really do. Um, but I do think that there are enemies of the person you want to become. Um, and our, our hope with these past couple podcasts was just that you would become aware of it and maybe you can strategize and get a game plan on how to handle it. And so mm-hmm. um, from this week, we talked about seeking comfort, not addressing bad habits or destructive habits. And running in the wrong circles. Whitney, Andrew, any last minute thoughts before we wrap up the second podcast of 2021? Yeah, I, I think I I mentioned this in a message I spoke a couple of weeks ago. Um, but but remembering that every day you wake up, that there's a real enemy that's trying to take you off the path that God has set before you. God has a purpose for your life, a plan for your life, but so does the enemy. And his whole goal is this is the kill and steal and destroy and it's very very subtle yeah. and oftentimes it's out of these little things where he like plants little things little by little and they compound and compound until all of a sudden you're at a place in life you're like holy how did I get here how the hell did I get here yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying like how and so I I just think that um, remembering that that's why we have to be grounded in the Word of God that's why we have to be grounded in community with other people and be prayerful and 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 I know like we have Spotify and all like the great like fun cool music, but like turning on worship music, like we have to remember that our, our minds are a battlefield, our souls are a battlefield, and 
the enemy has waged full-on war with everything that he has towards you, towards your family, towards your career, towards the path that God has for you. And so just I think you just have to really fight um, to hear the voice of God and to interact with the voice of God, have good, strong people around you. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, it's so important, and it's, it could be detrimental mm-hmm. to your life if you don't. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, that's good, Andrew. So good. <laughs> <laughs> On a better point, though. <laughs> I'll say two things. Number one, don't work for your 20s. Like, make your 20s work for you. And what I mean by that is there, I look back, I'm 28, almost 29. And I look back at my 20s, I'm like, I had, I had so much fun. Like, I think that when we talk like this, it's like, oh my gosh, that sounds like a miserable life to obey Christ. Good for me. And I like look back, I'm like, no, I still had so much fun. I would like go out and dance and have so, so much fun in my younger 20s. And then like, love the Lord and be obedient and take risks and um, so yeah, just make your twenties work for you. Like have grace for yourself when you're in your younger twenties that you don't need to have everything figured out, but just make conscious effort, decision, right. pathway, mental pathways, uh, habits towards making your twenties work for you. And I promise you it's Skip worth that. it. Once you get to 30, Andrew, you can attest. I'm 24. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Yeah. It's just worth it. Yeah, that's awesome. So, guys, we love you so much. Thank you so much for tuning in this week. Be sure on whatever platform you listen to, hit that subscribe button. And if you know anybody who could benefit from listening to this podcast, give it a share. Uh, We love you guys so much, and we will see you with another podcast next week. Peace out. Love y'all.